0: Coming up in today's film disruptors.
1: The way I the way I operate is like you got to operate at the top, and you got to push those people, and you got to shame them, and you got to keep letting them know we're watching them, and you got to work at the grassroots at the bottom, and you got to keep putting out, pushing out new voices, and uh, you know raising the profile of whoever you can, and that is just how you have to create this new, you know, mixture of, of the world. You know, this is how we are going to see the stories of our culture shift. This is how we get different cave paintings.
0: Hello and welcome to Film Disruptors with me, Alex Stoltz, where we share insights and strategies from the leaders who are redefining and reimagining film and storytelling. And today's guest is the irrepressible and inspirational Melissa Silverstein. Melissa, who is at Mel Seal on Twitter, is, of course, founder of Women and Hollywood, which educates, advocates and agitates for gender inclusion and diversity in the global entertainment industries. I caught up with Melissa from her New York base recently to talk Me Too, Time's Up, and where next in the fight for equality as well as seeking her inspirational advice for emerging storytellers and to talk about her role as director of the Athena Film Festival. This episode is in two parts and you are currently listening to part two. If you are enjoying the show or just want to find out more, there are a couple of ways to stay in touch. Firstly, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Just click subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes as soon as they drop onto your device, your desktop, however you like to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can sign up for updates at the home of Film Disruptors. That's www.alexstoltz.com. Just enter your email to receive all the latest Film Disruptors news and episodes straight to your inbox. And This is also where you can access previous episodes, find out more about our featured guests and get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So that just leaves me to say thank you for listening. And now I'm going to hand you over to Melissa Silverstein. And I started part two by asking Melissa about her role on the Athena Film Festival.
1: I'm going to read our, like, kind of tagline because it's a really good explanation. So, Athena Film Festival at Barnard College in New York City is a weekend of inspiring films that tell the extraordinary stories of fierce. And- and fearless female leaders. So you can be a leader like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you can also be a political leader. And not that you don't even need to be a political leader, you could be a community leader in your neighborhood searching for change. What we really try to look for is for women who are making impact uh, outside their homes in some capacity. Uh, we always say, it's not about personal growth stories and personal leadership stories. This is about how impactful women are in their communities in their cultures in their worlds and their politics. So we do all different kinds of movies from movies about musicians, trans stories, gay and lesbian stories, um, political stories, always have a good sports story, um, Those are the kinds of stories we want to tell because we want people to imagine a world where women's leadership is the norm and how our worlds will change. And that's some of the work I've been doing for 25 years, which is about adding more women's leadership into our culture. And there is not, there's not a monolith, not all women leaders, We've seen some, you've had some in your country um, that are, you know, gonna be progressive. Um, but the thing that is noted, especially in Hollywood, about when you hire women is you have more inclusion and more women on your set. It's just a given. It's just the way it is. The numbers show that. So hiring more women means you're gonna have a different-looking business. And I think we see that in also, regular businesses, um, and so that's kind of what our vision of the world is—is is how we bring more women's leadership into all facets of our culture.
0: There's obviously people who who follow you, Melissa, and follow women in Hollywood, and are interested in the Athena Film Festival. I, who I'm, you know, I imagine are, are already sold on this. Mm-hmm. What? How, how do you approach? You know, f- how do you approach thinking about getting this message across to the people who don't, who aren't 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 listening and aren't uh, aren't interested? The That's incumbents, a perhaps. Great you know. question.
1: Um, so, what I, I get occasionally, not all the time, I get folks who are. Um, engaging with me on social media and asking questions. And I really try to be respectful and answer them because they're just coming into the conversation. But, and so I try to do that, but I'm not going to engage with, you know, trolls. Um, I do preach to a lot of the converted, but I also try to, um, be a voice for those people who are pushing for change to let them know not to give up because that is also really important because it's a exhausting long fight and it's, you know, most of the women I work with and talk to, they just want to tell their stories. They got stories to tell and they want to tell those stories. And they, you know, didn't sign up for like having to be an activist all day long so that they could tell their stories. But, being a, <clears throat> sorry being a woman in this business you got to fight and so i'm here to you know keep keep telling you to believe in the fight to believe in your stories um keep pushing because we will see change on the horizon that's kind of what i see my job as and being a voice for people who can't speak out
0: well I I'd thank you for doing that, um, Melissa. You know, it is, it from, is truly an honor. Um, you know, as a father of two daughters, and yeah, and anyway, yeah, thank you. For, I mean, for it's all also
1: our for our, you know, for the for the boys too, because they need to know that they're not the stories are their stories are not the only stories, and that they need to see other stories, and we need girls to be telling their stories as much as boys to be valued in that way. I mean, this is about how kids think about themselves. If you don't see yourself on screen as a, as a hero, um, then you don't necessarily believe it because this, these this is how we shape our culture is through these images and how we communicate with each other. And so when girls go and they see Star Wars and they see Rey and you're just like, oh, my God, I am a hero. And that's what it's about, because boys have always known they're the hero. They've, they've been watching since 1975 Luke Skywalker. They've known that. But now girls are understanding they're just as heroic.
0: Yeah. Um, Holly Tarquini, you probably know, was on a a guest on the show before, and she was sharing some really uh, crazy stats about representation and film. You probably know them just about, for example, single parents, and the vast majority of single parents are women but in movies uh, no that's not the case it always seems to be single dads uh on on movie for example just one example of how the representation can be yes so distorted and unhelpful
1: sure and women don't have jobs yeah you know like women work it's just like women don't have jobs and like the job that seems to be most prominent in movies is princess.
0: There's quite a few elementary school teachers I notice. There always seems to be the uh, the hero. Very stereotype. Was, uh, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, I I, I notice that you you've done some work on on the dis- you know, consulting work on distribution uh projects um, ladybird possibly was that did i yes, get that right yes, yes. What, what do you what do you what kind of thing when you're when you're doing that kind of work for a trying to get a movie out there to audiences what you yeah, know what, what what kind of stuff are you working on
1: well um what i've realized you know we built this women in hollywood community over the last decade which is people who really care about content related to buy and about women. And so it made sense to really try to take this uh, community and give them more content and give them opportunities to access screenings and other types of things. Um, So we decided to create a consulting business where it can be hired by studios and producers and anyone else who um, is putting out content that is in keeping with the values of women in Hollywood and we always say we're incredibly transparent about this, and say, you know, we're being paid to create the screening that you are invited to, or to create the social media campaign, because I mean, you're 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 nothing if you're not uh, honest, and so this is a way for. Uh, for us to like uh, pay for the work that we deliver people every day on the blog, because uh, the news flash that I got, you know, many years ago is that blogging is not lucrative. And so, if we, uh, if, if I could build this into a, a business where we can continue to fund the work and grow the work that women in Hollywood does, that's great. Um, we're not at that place right now. Um, I don't get paid by the, for the work I do at women in Hollywood. I pay people who work with me um, and make a salary for my work at uh, the Athena film festival. And I am part of the leadership of that. I raise money for that. And I'm very, very transparent because these are things people also need to know about building businesses and things like that. I'm, I think I'm pretty entrepreneurial, but I'm also kind of realistic about the things that I'm good at and not good at and um, where I want to invest my time. Um, And so, you know, I'm thinking about you know, how do you build How, how do I continue to build this into a business? Um, and that's, uh, I, it's a win-win for everyone because if we are able to provide screenings and content for people who support women in Hollywood, they're going to go out there and tell people about this content because these are the people who are the talkers, the influencers and the people who believe in this content. So it's, it's a great model and I'm going to start pushing it a little harder in 2019 and trickling it out right now and available to, you know, any, anybody who has content that is in keeping with the values of the work of women in Hollywood. Um, And so we have to watch the content before, make sure it passes our test um, and we'll, we'll say no to projects if it's, if it's not in keeping with our work
0: fantastic um melissa i'd like to get your uh your advice for emerging storytellers and filmmakers Mm -hmm. you you mentioned a lot of people you come into contact are storytellers or women you come into contact as storytellers and they want to tell their story yeah what 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 advice do you give them apart from you, you know keep 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 going is there any particular yeah, any particular advice you would like to share for someone who's wants to tell a story, uh, just uh, entering the industry or the entertainment industries? What would you say to that person?
1: Um, okay, so I firmly believed believe that we need to um, people need to push as hard as they can to tell stories. Um, and I know it's difficult and I get a lot of emails from people asking me, read their scripts, connect them with people, look at stuff. And I think what I want to tell people is you need to do the work. You need to figure out who you're going to meet with, who you're going to talk to, and then you need to do your homework before you get those meetings so that you don't waste anybody's time. Um, And there's a lot of resources out there. We have a lot of them on women in Hollywood and you need to um, make sure that you're talking to the right person. And so I push, I, you know, want everybody to be successful if you're good enough. Um, And you should be able to find out if you're good enough by entering a lab. If you have a script or a workshop, you cannot send a script to someone to read unless other people have read it first, unless it's been workshopped, unless you're like, you know, a seasoned Hollywood writer. So make sure that you work your script. I don't care if you've written it 12 times in your house, if nobody else has read it and you've not gotten feedback on it. It's not ready to go anywhere. It can go to a lab for, you know, emerging writers. That's fine. Cause that's how you get your feedback. But if you want to send it to someone who can, you know, where you're asking to fund something or read something other than a lab, I don't think that's a good idea. So I highly recommend anyone who's a writer to get in either a writing group, submit to labs, uh, workshops, anything you can do to get other people reading your stuff for you to be able to take notes and feedback and to make your script better.
0: Great. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's really about that, um, development side yeah, of things, the, but but yeah, being yeah, getting it the out of
1: work there. does not end when you write the end at your end of your script, mm. it kind of just starts. Mm. Um, because you you know, it doesn't matter if it says the end, if nobody's gonna make it, it's just uh, pieces of paper on your computer, right? Um, so it's not easy. I'm not saying, you know, you might have the most brilliant script and it's not easy, but if you've done some workshops and some labs with it, you should enter contests Um, because people look at those contests. We started the Athena list about five years ago and I've heard multiple stories from people who've been on the Athena list about how the Athena list has gotten them into the room for their next script So these are the things that you want to hear when you're developing talent, which is like the thing I created actually helped somebody. Um, So we are thrilled that by having their script on the Athena list, gives them access into corridors of power that they might not otherwise have gotten. So I think that these things are worth it. Um, And because people, other people read stuff, they look at those lists, they're developing executives all over Hollywood, combing, Workshops and lists and contests and stuff like that for things that, you know, might be interesting for them to develop.
0: Cool. And, uh, and that's a, so that's something you do at Athena. That's a um, that's a cool for new projects.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we've created um, the Parity Pipeline project. And basically, what that is is all of our development activities. So that includes our master classes and our works in progress program that we do at Athena for um, that is for uh, um, documentaries that are directed by women. And then we have a lab that's at Athena in New York during the festival, and that's for emerging writers and we also created one last year in LA for TV and film writers and that is also for emerging writers everybody has a different definition of emerging writers for us right now the definition is people haven't made money in, in that medium yet and um, and then we're, we also um, have the Athena list as part of that project and so the Athena list is for scripts that have been in at least workshopped and labbed and so you cannot even, you, know, you cannot even get your script looked at at the Athena list unless it's been in a lab or a workshop or, uh, a, you know, it's a curated submission from somebody I know in LA or things like that. It's, it's not, it's not perfect, but if, if, if it's something that's, you know, with, a a studio, it's been down the pike. So really, what I'm telling people, it's gotta have been down the pike in a multiple ways. Um, and then it will be read. Um, and then we have a list of judges who will pick the um, finalists and the winners. And you know, on our first list was on the basis of sex, the film that's coming out this season, um, starring Felicity Jones as. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you know they've been working on that for a long time, and uh, you know it's finally here. And super excited! And it's um, the second movie off the Athena list that has been made, and um, you know really work hard to try and introduce the people who are part of our Athena list um, to people in Hollywood and other places that can get movies made because again, it's about content that has women in leadership positions. And um, that's part of our objective, which is, you know, we love showing movies, but we also want to create a pipeline for talent.
0: Awesome. Is a a next step to start investing in projects, is that that an aspiration? Would you like to have a, a, a fund to...
1: Dude, I want to run the world. (laughs) Okay. I I would love a woman's studio. Yeah. Like, I would love a studio. um, I would love, like, a full-service place where we have our pool of talent and we're continuing to develop those talents, and then we have investment money to start making those movies. That is the dream.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: So I'm ready for the money to roll in.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like it's uh, it's all it's all going in the right direction, Melissa. Did you want to say anything else before we we finish a clarion call of inspiration for all of the storytellers out there?
1: I I I mean, I say to everyone, you know, this is like your story matters. And that your voice matters and you need to be smart about how you get your, get it out there. This is not an easy business. It's not for the faint hearted person. But if you have that fire in your gut that says you need to be a storyteller, whether it's a writer or director, cinematographer, composer, or anything like that, I need to be a part of that, then you do it. But we also need to pay people because we can't only have people with trust funds making movies. So we need to be respectful of people's time and we need to pay them for their work. So that's another big piece. And we need to offer child care and we need to, you know, do make sure that we are finding people who are the voices who don't feel like who don't bubble up to the top. I mean, this is an ongoing pursuit of inclusion. And I think what people who make the money understand is that there are audiences out there. So if we can connect the money with the content to, to give the audience what they want, that's a win, win, win. But The way I the way I operate is like you got to operate at the top, and you got to push those people, and you got to shame them, and you got to keep letting them know we're watching them, and you got to work at the grassroots at the bottom, and you got to keep putting out pushing out new voices, and uh, you know raising the profile of whoever you can, and that is just how you have to create this new you know mixture of of the world you know this is how we are going to see the stories of our culture shift this is how we get different cave paintings
0: i think that's a perfect way to to wrap things up thank you so much melissa
1: it's my pleasure thanks so much for your time
0: And that was part two of my conversation with Melissa Silverstein in November 2018. If you want to find out more about Melissa, listen to other episodes or get in touch, please visit alexstoltz.com. And if you are enjoying this show, you do subscribe on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. As anyone listening to this show for a while will know, the business of storytelling is something I'm personally very passionate about. And when I'm not interviewing film disruptors, I love applying this passion and using my expertise to help independent storytellers and filmmakers accomplish their goals and get stories made and seen. I do this by working with storytellers intensively or over a longer period to develop the project and strategy for maximum finance distribution and commercial impact if you are a filmmaker or storyteller and would like to find out more about how i can help your project i would love to hear from you please go to alexstoltz.com or just drop me an email at alex at alexstolz.com.